Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 4, Episode 15. Today we're talking about Terror Vision from 1986, directed by Ted Nicolau. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor, Attack of the Holy Tomatoes McGraw. I'm Serge Heine Guzzler Murillo. Welcome to the dumpster. Holy shit, here we are. We have one of our biggest, not only good friends that we've met on this journey, but the one of the OG dumpster dwellers, fellas, joining us today on an episode. Joe, you can call me a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? You are, yeah. Connor is just tickled by that. I'm wearing your merch. <laughs> He's been here since the beginning, the dawn of movie dumpster. How dare you flatter me so much? Yeah. Fuck me, though. All right, you know what? Fuck you. How's that sound? <laughs> That's it. It's over. Oh, my God. That was the best no-sell of a fucking glowing introduction I've ever heard in my life. Uh, just call me a fan wherever it stops. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sur- Surge is one of those folks that's given us more more support than than the last of a lifetime over the past few years. And, and I just want to be the one to say thank you, um... And of course, you know Connor and Sean are here. They could say thank you as well. But like, you know, just us as a whole, as as movie dumpsters, as, as a, an entity, um, we really appreciate you, man. And and thanks for all you've done uh, for us and supporting us over these past few years. And um, we we couldn't be happier to have somebody like you listening to the show. Hey, man, you guys have dished it back in full. Like, I don't know. I reached out to y'all when your show was super new. My band was super new, like timeline wise. Lethian and Movie Dumpster kind of, you know, started appearing around the same time. Um, cheesy little posts that I make about you guys calling you inspirations. <laughs> totally true, man. Like, uh, you brought me to tears before. Uh, you sure did. Um, I kind of needed that right now <laughs> where I am in my life. So that that was a that was thank you. <laughs> I I think you uh I think you created one of the first movie dumpster memes with uh Granny Van Dam trying to get you standing yes. behind me in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. shotgun and all. Oh yeah, she's got that wheelchair pushed up against you, Serge. You better watch out. You had a movie dumpster 
themed dessert, for Christ's sake, for your birthday, did you not? That's Trey's girlfriend's doing. Whoa. <laughs> Meredith is a G, dude. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, I I mentioned on the show too that Serge was uh, reaching out to me during that whole uh, break I had too, and he's been a fucking saint the entire time. So. For people that may not know who you guys are, can you uh, just tell the uh, good people out there? Yeah, introduce yourselves. What do you do? Yeah, my name is Serge. I sing. I go ah <laughs> semi professionally. <laughs> not only are you the lead singer for Levian, but you guys also covered our theme music, and it fucking rules, dude. It rips so hard. Yeah man it's a banger like um we did that for sure yeah. <laughs> it's awesome dude i remember when you sent us uh, some early samples of this and i uh you know i'm gonna steal a word from uh justin from epic film guys for a second i was uh, i was getting a little wet in the loins we are wet loin makers yeah there you go it's coming right through the pants, fellas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I recall there's a uh, Baldwin reference in there, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> With a dolphin dive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about, some, you, you got the wizards in there, you got everybody cooking in there. Yeah. I got to do a dolphin dive myself. We're planning on doing a video for it. <laughs> oh, my I've God. I've got my form down, dude. I got the, I got the soft. I got the soft arch in my back, like blowhole that sounds wonderful we cannot wait to see it and of course we will post it everywhere <laughs> and uh to find out about daniel baldwin's fucking dolphin dive go back and listen to that in pursuit episode from uh two years ago yeah oh hell yeah um so yeah where can everyone find Lydian? spotify youtube all kinds of places uh definitely hit up the youtube um not that we've made it super clear up until now but we do video stuff as well we did a halloween special last year about terror vision yes this was so cool yeah it's fucking rad yeah after that we did a music video and actually produced uh almost entirely in house a 30 minute pseudo anthology short film with four live tracked songs and like what snippets in between that's so fucking cool guys like you guys are like put, making making like small films to your music which is fucking so cool and they're spooky and they're spooky scary and 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 great <laughs> so definitely go check them out uh but yeah but this is our first episode we're doing a fallen empire month this month for the month of august and uh yeah we're taking a look at uh maybe not lesser yeah i would say lesser known uh empire pictures films yeah we've done a few already guys we've done like the early one of the earliest ones we've done was a uh, dungeon master yeah robot jocks absolutely yeah we've we've kind of tackled like the very beginning of empire and the very end of empire but there's some delicious sweetness in between there um and we you know we kind of were just like you know there's a lot of ghoulies talk going around lately and um we were like, shit, there's a bunch of films in this pantheon that we want to cover. Um, you know, we're not going to do Reanimator, so spoilers, um, or From Beyond. Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. But, you know, they're very, those are like super well-known ones, but we wanted to... Oh, wait. The criminally under-discussed reanimator? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so, much, there's so much that has been said about that already. So, um... We figured we'd take the dive, uh, starting with Terror Vision, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we got some other, we got some other good ones. But it's going to be all Empire Pictures themed this month. So your watch alongs, the watch along is for Patreon is going to be Empire Pictures. The commentary track is going to be uh, uh, Empire, um, and of course, we have two other episodes this month for our event month. And to uh, hear that uh, commentary track we're going to put out, and to see the watch along, just head over to Patreon.com/slash Movie Dumpster. 
And if you sign up for the 5 or $10 tier, uh, you get access to those and all the replays. So anyone that we put out already, so last month, we put out our Blood Hook commentary track. That's a fucking trip, that movie. Oh, yeah. Sure was. Killer Fisherman. Never knew it existed until Joe's like, hey, I got a fucking banger for you guys. Blessed at Agent Orange. Okay. <laughs> well, does does the killer from A Night You Did Last Summer count as a fisherman killer? Yeah, but this guy's a literal fisherman. Right, exactly. You see him fish as opposed to showing up. Fish hookerman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't want to spoil too much. Go sign up for that Patreon. Go check it out. All right. I was going to say, with uh, this movie and it being Empire, uh, there's some amusing cross-pollinations from movies we've watched before in this movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, well, it's a Charles Band joint, so there's that right off the bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we did, we've, now, we've discussed Empire pictures a bunch on this show before. Again, go listen to that Dungeon Master episode, go listen to that Robot Jocks episode. Um... I think I think between those two and this one, you're gonna get the full scope of things. So Charlie Band makes his first one of his first movies is Parasite, or his second movie is actually Parasite, and then he begins um, this production company, Empire Pictures, and it opens with um, Dungeon Master is one of them, and uh, things you know they they start to kick off um, in like '83, and but it really doesn't come to fruition until Ghoulies is dropped in 1985, and then everything starts picking up because um, it's like one of the most critically successful films at that time for Empire uh, theatrically, right? So uh, you got Ghoulies in there, you got Transfers in there. Uh, we're not going to be doing Transfers this month, but you know what? You can go check out our buddy Tony's and uh, Newt's review over on Hack the Movies because they did Transfers, and I know they're going to be covering the whole Transfers series, so go check that out. Um, and of course, the Reanimator films now. Midway through Empire's uh, production, right, through all these movies where Charlie was trying to get out like three movies a year or some shit, some crazy thing where he was trying to pump these out, so do it like low-budget films, but on a kind of uh, theatrical scale, you know, theatrical theatrical quality uh, films, not like a B-movie that would just go direct-to-video or what have you. Um, you know, they wanted to start a big production company and, and rival, you know, you know, like the big wigs in Hollywood or what have you. So mid, mid eighties, he, he buys the Dino De Laurentiis, uh, studio, which we're going to talk a little bit about in this episode. Oh, it was such big hits like Deep Blood. What a classic. <laughs> hey, I'm Dino De Laurentiis. Hey. Give me the Orca movie or the King Kong movie. What if we name Jessica Lang the one? It'll it'll light up the skies. <laughs> hey, we have, to, we have to move out, remove all the air conditioning units. <laughs> so, so right in the middle of that, like this, now we're at peak, and we get we get this film, television, we get Eliminators, we get From Beyond, um, and of course Troll. Rawhead Rex is in there. I mean, yeah, the first episode of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Redid Rawhead Rex as well. That was in there. Tepid beginnings. There's so many. Like when you think about Empire Pictures, there's so many films that are <laughs> are in that catalog that you don't like realize sometimes. You know what I mean? But yeah, and like we discussed in that Robot Jocks, uh, Robot Jocks episode, like you know, the decline is in '88, so it's very, sh- it's a very short-lived success, and then everything kind of you know fucking rolls downhill, and they go bankrupt, and then of course the last film uh, in this in the uh, Empire Pictures library is uh, uh, Robot Jocks, and or I think I believe it's the last one or the one right before um, it gets released because uh, the films that were in uh, production end up getting released under Charlie Band's new production company, Full Moon Pictures. And we all know what happened with that. You know, Puppet Master and the rest is history uh, in 89. The birth of Charnetsky. The birth... <laughs> 
Yeah, we get demonic toys in there. Yeah. Empire had to die so that Charnetsky could be born. And here they still reign in 2021. Yeah, yeah they have their own 2B subcategory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming out with an oopsie uh, baby movie. Oopsie Daisy the movie. You know we're going to be we're, you know we're going to be tackling that, right? Ripe reviews. Yeah, sign me up. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Put a let me just let me just slide this revolver between my teeth. But yeah, just so so yeah, just uh, just in general, we wanted to cover Empire Pictures because there's just so there's so many great uh pieces of of B film that I personally owe a lot to growing up and and being influential in, in my life. I mean, you know, we have everybody here from from uh, Stuart Gordon to Peter Manugian, like we just talked about, Demonic Toys guy, uh, who's who uh, will be will be actually doing a uh, watch along, or I think that's a commentary track uh, <laughs> for his film, which will we we will reveal. Um, and even like David Schmoller, dude, and of course Ted Nicolau, you know, of of. Uh, well, we're, we're going to talk about Ted. But anyway, yeah, so M- so Empire Pictures. And uh, and uh, 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 Buechler also was working on Troll at the same time as this movie, I believe he was. Yeah, well, we're going to, I want to I wanna jump into that when we actually talk about Terrorvision. So yeah, that's your Empire Pictures kind of background uh, uh, for, for, uh, for the foundation of this event month. But um... But yeah, so here we are, Terrorvision, written and directed by Ted Nicolau, the man famous um, for things like subspecies, and one of my favorites, Drag- Dragon World, and he's done, uh, uh, what was the other one, um, Bad Channels he did too for Full Moon. Bad Channels. Um, oh, dude, it's so good. It, so so most of these flicks under the Empire banner was was kind of the way that canon films were made almost, where like Charlie was like, hey, I got this idea in this, in this poster art, here you go, here. yeah. I, I just heard about this like an hour ago. He's like, I got a cool poster. Someone's like, that's funny. Make it. Yeah. And and Ted's like, okay. So he writes the script. And uh, Charlie originally wanted it to be like a more straightforward horror flick. But like what Ted did with it, I feel like really enhanced the entire experience. <laughs> or, or the way, the, the, the trajectory of this film, rather. He said, make it funny, but also make fun of rich people in the 80s. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, there's all kinds of stereotypes going on. Does anyone want to guess how long this movie lasted the movie theaters? <laughs> uh, I actually read this stat. That was kind of interesting. It is upsetting, and apparently it was because of a uh, horrific national tragedy that happened about uh, a week prior or something like that. Yeah. Challenger space uh, shuttle exploded, and I guess the American people were like, yeah, fuck all movies about space right now. Oh, man. That was like an insult to injury, right? Because, like, again, like, we're trying to do... Th- Charlie's trying to do three movies a year, and Terrorvision is the last one to be completed that year, and, like, no money is left to promote it either. So it's like that on top of the Challenger exploding. It's like this movie got the fucking shaft hard. What good stuff went into it? What good people behind <sighs> the scenes? What people? What good people, like, in front of the camera, let alone? We're going to get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. But no way. I mean, it is it, there is B movie royalty in this fucking movie, man. And um, so, what was it? What, what was it? Uh, four days or something like that? Four days. Holy shit! And it made like what three hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that. Yeah, which is like nothing. I mean, that's com- that's shockingly better than some of the actual modern day like disasters I've heard of. There was like some George Lucas produced animated film that made like 
a hundred grand and then just died. Oof. Yeah. And and that's a bitch too because it didn't reach its audience. It's like it's it, Terror Vision's one of those sleeper hits, right? Like it took fucking what, thirty years, thirty five years to fucking to to uh Oh yeah. To find it. You know? I mean, if you were if you were skulking around the fucking video store, um like we were, or like, you know, or just like in in uh the horror culture and like into horror films, you could probably find it at, at your uh, local mom and pop shop. Or if you had a friend named Joel Escola that was like, "Hey, watch this movie. It's fucking crazy," <laughs> and you're and you're me, and you're like, "Okay." I think originally, again, this is another one of those badmovies.org joints where I was like, "That's where I learned about it to like firsthand." And then, um, I actually the first time I saw this flick, I remember finding it at the A to Z Video, um, in Tom's River, New Jersey, and uh, renting it, and. Now I actually own that copy that I used to rent on tape. Oh my god, you do? Yeah, I had. That's the tape that I have. You were there when that store closed, didn't you? Weren't you? I was, but I was also sixteen or seventeen, and I. I yeah, so just we're gonna pocket change. <laughs> I had like no money to to really to really get a ton of shit, but I did. I did rescue a, a, a nice stack. One of them being oh, the rawhead Rex I have is from there as well. I went into a dying blockbuster. And that was just morbidly upsetting. I was like, there's nothing left, and you're even selling the shelves? Like, <laughs> We got 35 copies of Titanic. Can you please take one? My, yeah. li- my little video store I used to go to up in the mountains up north, a uh, little town called Sholo has a spot called The Dome. That's a skate shop on the... Uh, no, it's a skate shop on the second floor and a video store on the bottom floor. And my girlfriend and I went in there looking for something, and I think I went home with a copy of like Mirrors because I couldn't find anything else that was worth it. <laughs> oh my god, is that Keith Sutherland movie? Okay. <laughs> I saw that in the theaters. But the unrated version? Worth the unrated it. version is sick. <laughs> it's awful. It hurts. It's bad for you, but kind of worth it. <laughs> it's kind of worth it for that opening shot, just the, 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 the girl just removing her own fucking jaw in unrated glory. Before, before we let this go, the, the, the sister in the bathtub. Yeah. Yep. Now I need to look this shit up because now now you got you you've piqued my curiosity. I'll I'll go watch the supercut on YouTube. <laughs> Just look up the dead meat fucking breakdown. You're yeah, good to go. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's covered it. Yeah, um, that's trash. So yeah, so so moving on, I mean like uh, we're gonna get to all the, the cast in this movie as we go through it because it's just uh fantastic. We got my boy, John Beekler behind uh the effects on this with um mechanical and makeup imageries. Um and we got a young Rob Kurtzman and Cleve Hall and John Bullock and Mike Deke working on this fucking movie. Uh, they put this monster together um, in a week. Damn. And it was on set in a week. The week after Connor, Troll wrapped. Yeah. Connor was alluding to this before, too. They were literally shooting Troll and wrapping it up as they started production on Terrorvision. Yeah, it's it. Buechler, uh, Buechler was burning the candle at both ends. Um, Be- Beekler. Beekler. Yeah, I just I look at his name. I'm like, there's a there's a U in there. It's okay. So I have a quote from him, I guess, regarding the monster's design, and the only thing he said was, "Make it look stupid." <laughs> and that, <laughs> that's the fucking funniest thing. Well, up until that point. Uh, you know, Beekler's known for making monsters that kind of resemble him with a very prominent brow. Like, if you look at some of those ghoulies, like, especially the fish ghoulie, you can see, like, it has a very prominent brow and it kind of looks like, uh, or Baby Oopsie Daisy, too, kind of looks like John himself. Um, and Ted didn't want that. He wanted something 
stupid looking or crazy looking and they butt heads a lot on the design but in my opinion i think it's one of fucking john's most iconic creatures outside of like ghoulies you know what i mean or outside the demonic toys or obviously the troll design but um man it looks like a big fucking booger but like super interesting john carl beekler booger you know did he uh did he design jason for part seven yeah he designed and directed that film that is my favorite jason design hands down oh yeah man i was gonna say though this uh monster i don't know if everyone if anyone's ever played a earthbound but there's this big fucking booger monster in that game that i swear to god they must have stole the uh concept from this movie (laughs) that's so fucking crazy man uh it's uh it's covered in so they had gallons of like what you use to make ky like just all and they just covered this fucking thing in this this gross lube and they said it stained everywhere it went oh yeah and the sets were obnoxiously hot and they had to like uh they had to pipe in uh fresh air to the people in the fucking monster suit they were gonna die this whole set this whole set sounds smelly oh my god (laughs) i heard the rest of the cast was about to die from the ac thing let's cut that <laughs> yeah uh, well apparently fucking dino like ripped everything out so there was no air conditioning or anything y- yes yeah and it, the fucking building was <laughs> falling apart and like troll <laughs> and television were the first two films to be shot there in rome in the dino de Laurentiis, uh, uh uh production house so like charlie bought it for like what 200 million or two million dollars or two hundred thousand some shit like that but it was fucking falling apart dude and 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 there's no ac and everybody's running around in there and everything had to be built and stuff and like and like you guys said with the fucking the heat in the summer yeah hot yeah they shot it in what uh august in uh italy and that's like yes and nobody even visits rome in august because it's so fucking hot dude so I could imagine. I also wouldn't be surprised if they ran out of that uh, liquid gel or whatever, and they just, uh, you know, they call up Cumdar. He comes down. <laughs> he just, you know, sprays and prays. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking get you. Cumdar's in my fucking hair sometimes. I yeah. feel like I'm covered in Cumdar. It's hot as shit here and humid. Ooh yeah. Grandpa's covered in Cumdar. One part in this movie. Well, not not in Cumdar, but in come from Cumdar. He sure is. It's it's uh it's not humid here, but the air here is so fucking just. It's like an oven, and I walk outside and like. I have these sunglasses I got. I can't wear them because the first thing that happens when I step outside is I sweat into my eyeballs immediately. <laughs> and it's just miserable. Now I'm just picturing Walter Peck like walking around in that kind of like environment. It's like 110 degrees out and he gets hit with that fucking blob of white shit. And it just like it, it goes around him and just hits the ground. And he just has like a very thin like layer around him because it's so hot off. It just sloops off him. It just it just it becomes liquid and just hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> It would probably cool him off, dude, you think? He puts his hand up, thumbs up to Kumdar. He's got this cum dripping off his nose. He's like, all right, yeah, thanks. It's the first time he's welcoming the hot spray on him because it's like, what, 20 degrees lower than it is outside? (laughs) He's like, I don't care. It's some form of moisture. We've moved. We've we've just about moved on. But before we we skip past it, I want to have myself a little Beekler bit. Yeah, go for it, John. Thank you. Yes, I love being scared. I love being. I I like the sensation that comes with with fright. Uh, my house sounds like a Halloween uh, haunted house year round. It's decorated, and I live for that shit. There's something um, uncanny about Beekler's work. A lot of it's plastic. A lot of it's, I mean, uh, you know, rubber, plastic, all that. A lot of it's hands in things. Um, I, what, 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 the one that really got me was Carnosaur. 
Oh yeah, man. Little yeah. kid in the nineties, obsessed with dinosaurs. Carnosaur slides across my 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 floor. Mom tosses it at me, says, Hey, watch this. I'm you know, I'm gonna go take a nap or something. I watch Carnosaur <laughs> and then I watch it again and again, and each time it just ramps up, dude. There's something about the the hand puppets that's just so violent and wants to come at you and 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 malleable and touchable. Yeah, man. Those dinosaur puppets are some of the coolest shit. Um and it's unfortunate that we didn't get more of that. Oh, dude, rip the Carnosaur series. <laughs> Was there any more past three? Like, did anybody kind of, you know, exploit that franchise into the ground? Well, there is uh, another film that's kind of, like, unofficially Carnosaur 4, which is, like, Raptor Island or some bullshit like that. Again, Tony... Tony from Hack the Movies um, asked me a few years ago because he was trying to get the rights for it. And he's like, oh, you want to like come do like effects for the dinosaurs? I'm like, yeah, of course. Uh, sadly, it didn't go off the ground, but I would still love to make Carnivore at some point. <laughs> Carnivore. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, that's almost as good as my proposed uh, calling Deep Blue Sea 2, the Deep Blue Sequel. Deepest Bluest. No, Deep Blue Sequel. What is wrong <laughs> with you people? <laughs> you call it the Deep Blue Sequel and you spell it S-E-A. I don't get it. <laughs> We'll call it Now You See Me Too. <laughs> My head is like, uh, what? Okay. My head is like a shark's fin. <laughs> you know, for the Meg series, if they ever make a sequel, they're just going to go right to three so they can change the E in Meg to a three. Mithreg? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. You change that fu- you change that fucking A to a four in Carnosaur, and then you get Carnivore. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So before before we get down into this, deep down into the fucking, uh, the mucus slime uh, of this of this flick, um, we got Richard Band on uh, composing, and originally it wasn't gonna be Richard Band. Uh, fucking Ted wanted to get the guy from the Cramps to do it, but he was like going on tour. Huh. And then he actually sat down with fucking Frank Zappa and like screened it for Frank Zappa. Whoa! Could you imagine what this fucking movie would have been like scored by Zappa? I mean, I do like the music in this already, but damn, that would have been fucking incredible. Right, and it just didn't work out. So, so Rich ends up doing the score but then they also get the Fibonacci's to do a couple songs and of course the fucking banger of a theme song the Terrorvision theme song is so fucking good uh that's my favorite thing about this movie it's amazing but yeah without further ado um you know as our guest we like uh we like when you plot crunch it for us so uh Serge take it away oh I wanted to recreate the thing from our Halloween special it went something like uh an alien garbage trash monster from Pluton Gets transported to Earth. He was going to be thrown away. It's a whole thing. He's got dog food that he likes. And somebody hates him and they throw him away. He gets shot across space. (laughs) I I can also say uh, uh, Grandpa's unwanted dog takes over the house. Yeah. (laughs) More or less. As we find out later that these things are basically house pets to this other planet. Yeah. Ultimately, the lesson is that everybody gets closer together by the end. You could say that, yeah. Uh, you could say they become a family unit. Quite literally. A single family unit. Just taking care of business. Oh, man, call it a family volume at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Ball in the family, yeah. So, yeah. So, here we, so fucking here we are, man. And again, you know, you, you, pop, you pop that tape in. Get that fucking Sweet Empire Pictures logo coming up. You know you're in for a good fucking time. And then Krang is in some kind of containment unit, and he's like, Shredder! <laughs> so we, we open up on Planet Pluton, and uh, it's great. It's like this shitty 50s like uh, homage kind of um, scene, and we see this fucking monster get jettisoned out into space. And uh, and then and then it it slam cuts to uh, the title sequence, which is like like the uh, this TV this staticky TV and like these uh, awesome um, 
titles going over it to the to the Fibonacci song, the the Terrorvision theme song. It's so fucking good, guys. The the Plutons are just taking out their trash. Yeah, pretty much space garbage. Yeah, bouncing it off different planets like a fucking pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, is it trash or is this a stray pet? Because you know later on someone's like, oh, hold up. Well, their garbage well, is unlike ours. <laughs> yeah, Pluthar from Pluton is like, oh, uh, my hungry beast pet mutated, and we usually get rid of it. We shoot it into the cosmos, which is usually fine, except you have things on your planet that harness the energy beam, and this thing gets shot into a fucking satellite dish that some guy purchases. Our planet has dumb assholes that purchase do-it-yourself 100s and hit them with hammers. <laughs> I told you, Mr. P, they're sort of temperamental. Yeah, we get introduced to these uh, set of characters here, mom and dad. Dude, Mary Warnoff. Woo! Playing Raquel uh, Putterman. Also from uh, she has a quick cameo in Chopping Mall that I finally watched in the beginning. Chopping Mall, uh, uh, Rock and Roll High School, Death Race 2000, Night of the Comet, fucking, uh, she's in a great episode of Monsters Pillow Talk, uh, which I really like. I think I first recognized her in House of the Devil, where her facial structure is put to phenomenal use. Oh, dude, she's iconic. Wait, 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 that, 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 the recent movie House of the yeah. Devil? Holy shit, I gotta go watch that again now. Uh, she was originally uh, cast in this to play Medusa and really wanted to be the mom, so I guess that's how that kind of worked out. I think it worked out better, man, honestly, because she is she is fantastic. Hey, man, you find somebody that wants to do something in particular, let them sink their teeth into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Ted was like, yo, yo, okay, you're great. Do whatever you want. It's my it's one of my first movies. <laughs> so. Well, then you have Dad, Stanley, played by Garrett Graham. This guy's in everything. Fucking Phantom of the Paradise, Child's Play 2, The Demon Seed. Uh, Chopping Mall again. Chopping, yeah, he's in Chopping Mall, yeah. Man, he is, I love him in Phantom of the Paradise as fucking Beef. He's fucking great, dude. Getting horny and damn frustrated. <laughs> I'm your nightmare coming true. I am your crime. Yeah, man. My, we were watching Terrorvision, and my girlfriend was like, "That's the guy from Star Trek." And I was like, "Oh, that too, yeah. guy from Star Trek." He is essentially guy, you know, guy in Star Trek at points. Yeah, he's a, he's a that guy for sure. Oh, is he a red shirt or something? Does he show up like just possibly? I don't know. The guy's in a million things, and he's fantastic. That wouldn't shock me. Well, he's uh, his his satellite dish isn't working. And uh, he's trying to fix it. You know, meanwhile, Grandpa arrives at the door. Gra- Grandpa just came back from his MAGA rally. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this fucking, like, captain's hat, like, from, like, the Navy or the Army, but it has all these, like, like Die-cast planes. Stuck- yeah, die-cast planes, like, toy planes inserted into the fucking hat. And <laughs> wide eyes. Oh, yeah. He is apparently, he is based off of a street performer whose name I forget. It's Hershey um, something. Hershey General. Captain Hershey. Uh, yeah, it's General Hershey or something like that. And this is... <laughs> Dude, who looks basically like that, but he also has this, like, obnoxious, like, red headdress or something attached to his hat. Oh, man. Uh, we also can't forget Diane Franklin, guys. She plays Susie Putterman. Oh, yeah, the sister. Uh, oh, she's so electric in this. Oh, dude, she's like a Cindy Lauper mashup. She's fantastic. Uh, and you've seen her in, uh, you know, Better Off Dead and um, the uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I think she's in... I think she's in Amityville, too. Is she? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um. So her hair is just several wigs glued together and then colored. So they just they just <laughs> they just they wanted to make it look as ridiculous as possible. And yes, yeah, Cindy Lauper was the inspiration. It's like Madonna and Cindy Lauper matchup. I mean, she's great. Her eye makeup is on point. Yeah, I love it. She kind of reminds me of uh, Violet from Friday Five. Kinda. 
she's super everything sweet. Everything is totally radical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's valley girling it up, man. Squidsville, mommy. <laughs> I love when Grandpa walks in and he's got this fucking sign because he's like all about like lizard tails. He's like, yeah, he's got this sign where like lizard tails regenerate and he has like a fucking like aluminum foil container with fucking like beef jerky lizard tails he's chomping on. Lizard tail jerky. Yeah, you pull them off, eat them, they just grow right back. It don't give a hoot and you eat it too. I just love that he carries it around with him in aluminum foil <laughs> like it's like a pepperoni or some shit. <laughs> Oh, man, who else we got here? We also got Norton, too, helping fucking Garrett Graham. But he won't help him fix the satellite. Yeah, he's not helping. He's just standing there drinking beer. No can do, Mr. P. Notably I- known for gingerbread or uh, Evil Bong 2 through 777. That does include 666 and 420. Man, when I saw him in Evil Bong, the one, I think it was like King Bong or some shit. Whatever, whichever one had the scratch and sniff one uh, with the scratch, scratch and sniff card that they took on the road show. Because that played at the, um, the Forum Theater or Metuchen, and uh, they showed that. And when I saw him in that, I was like, holy shit, there's fucking Norton from Terrorvision. There's that guy drinking all the heinies. <laughs> I told you, Mr. P, these do-it-yourself 100s are temperamental. They don't cover repairs. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll show you repairs. He grabs a hammer and just starts hitting the fucking satellite. Beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Every shot of him makes it look like he's three feet tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his fucking pants are, like, jacked up to his tits. Yeah, and his pants are jacked up. He's got this Heineken. It's, like, huge in his hand. He looks like a tiny man. This fucking movie is a Heineken commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. The satellite does go on the fritz because this fucking, like, creature and a ball of lightning crashes into it and, like, it gets absorbed into the satellite dish. <laughs> Holy tomato. Oh, yeah, that's the dad's fucking signature line. He says it, like, three or four times. Right before this fucking thing crashes, though, we get introduced to Chad Allen, and he's playing Sherman Putter. I mean, he's, like, the little kid in the story. Oh, man, he's like the straight man of the story, which is hilarious. Sweet straight man, sweet boy. (laughs) Yeah, he's walking around with a fucking loaded machine gun. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, Gramps is, again, like we said, like a crazy war vet. This motherfucker has like a bunker full of like... (laughs) Assault rifle, like guns and shit, and like grenades. He's a nutty survivalist. Yeah, he's like a survivalist. Yeah, and he's also got a few uh, Confederate flags in there, of course. So he's got some traitor shit in there, of course. Oh, yeah, you keep those lizards, man. You survive on that lizard tail jerky, brother. As long as I got my lizard tails and my Confederate flag, I can make it out of any any situation. <laughs> of course, my, my fucking bandolier of grenades. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, so so Stan Stanley's fixing up his fucking uh, satellite dish, and you know the you know the, the lightning hits it from space. We know it's the monster. They have no idea what the fuck's going on, but um, they finally get the TV to work. It finally works, and uh, Stan's like dialing all it all in. This is the first shot we get of like the whole family together, like in the living room, going through this like new television that they just installed. But but I'm laser focused on this remote because this thing is a fucking monstrosity. Dude, this thing is like a fucking, it's a fighter pad, okay? It's one of those fucking big-ass arcade sticks you get at home if you want to get really good at Street Fighter. It's got a satellite dish on the remote. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got Wi-Fi. It probably can. You could run Doom on that fucking thing, I'm sure, right? I'm sure you can run Skyrim on it. 
But they're like arguing over the remote. Dad puts like literal porn on and he goes, Hey, yeah, dad, channel 69. We channel actually get 69. Yeah, they uh, they get their own little vignettes on the TV that correspond with their personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Susie's character gets wasp. I'm a liar. It sure does. Dude, that is the performance from Dungeon Master. It sure is. They got a contract. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, they, they uh, Charlie Band shot that wasp video. He's getting his fucking mileage out of it. Go back and listen to that Dungeon Master episode. We did. We get that for her, and then Gramps gets his uh his, his uh troop movements. Troop movements. Leave it here. <laughs> it's just stock footage of marching soldiers, writhing mess of of human bodies sucking and contorting <laughs> straight out of, straight out of society. Oh yeah, dude. Grody, mom. That's grungy. It's like channel channel sixty nine. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, what is it in our movie? If you look at the the here's a plug. Hey, we make movies. Uh, in our Halloween special, we've got channel sixty nine going on. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> uh, they flip on MTV and they in the wasp video like Surge said is on and fucking Gramps freaks out. He's like, he's like intellectual decay. It'll rot your brain. Turn it off. But then they put on the Medusa Midnight Horathon. Oh, dude. She's so fucking good. They zoom in on Grandpa's face and he goes, How would you take a look at those hooters? <laughs> would you look at those hooters? And they even have a, they have this hilarious shot. Like, it, it might be a scene later on, but when they're watching the show and the camera literally zooms in all the way into this Medusa character's, like, chest, like, as close as possible. <laughs> Dude, it frays. If I think this is the first and only time ever in film history has a shot of cleavage faded into the giant claw. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> dude. And that cleavage got her the job. Oh yeah, she like walked in and was like, and and Ted was like, "You got giant tits, you Medusa. Here you go. Fuck me up, Medusa. Suplex me." <laughs> <laughs> I love her like little like interim things because we cut back a bunch like during the film and she's like she's like uh one look at me and you, you're hard as a rock just ask my my ex-boyfriend or whatever and she like looks at you know there's like a statue of fucking david next to her all you perverts out there you phone freaks i love that her hair looks like uh balloon animals like it's just it's there's it's so cheap looking <laughs> she's actually i i uh, you know forgive me i i i I forgot the actress's name, but she's actually like super smart. She's got like a super high IQ and uh, she's from Brooklyn that I know. <laughs> I can't remember her name, though, but she's great. So we get my favorite character in the entire fucking movie. Uh, John Grise is playing O.D. Uncle Rico himself. Fucking he, he's the Wolfman in Monster Squad. And he, he's actually played two Wolfman? He was the he's the Wolfman in uh, Fright Night Two, if I'm not mistaken. Huh? Well, I just know he's Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Holy shit! He's Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. And have you guys ever seen the Sasquatch Dumpling Gang? No. Or the Sasquatch Gang? Excuse me. Oh man, that's a great one, and he, uh, he's in that as like a forest ranger. Uh, funny as hell. Uh, yeah, he's funny as hell in this, too. Oh, dude, he's amazing. I'm convinced this character's father's, uh, uh Otto, the bus driver from The Simpsons. O.D. Dude, kid, where you been, son? <laughs> you like metal? Kiss the boot. <laughs> What does he say? Kiss my asshole. <laughs> yeah, with a gun to the crotch. Yeah, yeah, he's like, kiss the ass, bozo. He like stick fucking Sherman sticks a thing in his dick, the gun. I love when he comes I love when OD comes in and and, and uh Garrett Graham and Mary are like they're like, Who who's out of the door? It's like, Oh, that's my boyfriend, OD. And he's like, Odie? 
Is that an Irish boy? Framed in the opposite way of Norton, looking tall as hell in every scene with a huge Oh yeah. With a huge, <laughs> huge perm and chains all over him, a wasp shirt because he, contracts. His hair looks like it's trying to escape the entire film. <laughs> like it's just it's just it's so big. Uh mouth of slack, buck teeth for, for all the world to display, and all the machismo anybody Spiro could even off off. <laughs> oh Spiro. Oh man, I don't know. Spiro, we'll get to his ass. So he comes in and he's t- he's like he introduces himself because um, Susie's like oh you got to meet my folks or whatever and he's like oh man what a drag so he goes in and he's like <laughs> he's like oh hello Mrs and Mr Putterman and he goes oh Mrs Putterman what a, a beautiful mm, beautiful outfit kisses her hand I think because she's in like a fucking workout uh, attire oh yeah and then she just like casually says to uh, to her husband like oh we're going swinging yeah. <laughs> the look on his face is like holy shit and then dad's like oh okay yeah gotta go to the uh, locker room and get ready and uh, i love how they do like a slam cut to them getting changed in like their 70s ass outfits and he's like oh yeah he looks like an idiot as he's putting on like these fucking like medallions yeah don't they know how ridiculous they look yeah with with like with like a 10 foot long chain that's wrapped around his neck with like four additional chains around it he's like doesn't he realize how ridiculous he looks ching he's going to fucking kick it with john travolta man yeah john travolta wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole (laughs) so yeah so so gramps and sherman are watching the fucking tv they're watching medusa and um they fall asleep right they they end up falling asleep and then or or they well they see that they first they're watching the monster movies them like the the marathon and the TV gets all fucked up because Grandpa tries to change the channel again and he like he's gonna break it or whatever he touches like every button in like a random order and he's like ah this ah this damn thing ah like let's see what's up with the recon satellites and he ends up fucking it up but the monster then shows up on screen and he's like and Sherman's like whoa looks like a cool movie and this is the first instance of like this monster like looking at them through the television pretty much yeah and you got that Frank Welker growl oh, oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's there and it and it says long live the new flesh yeah James Woods is there he's got his fucking vagina chest and everything just shoots everybody I walked into the wrong house I'm sorry <laughs> oops not like anybody would notice and Mont just give me a little uh, mahogany <laughs> getting wood there getting wood there grandpa getting wood there oh god you got a little boss in there grandpa <laughs> oak oak Sherman mahogany baby don't mind me I'm here hunting vampires <laughs> have you seen any so then they like as you guys are saying they're sleeping and this creature you kind of get the POV shot and you see like it's you can only assume it's like a tentacle coming up the blanket it comes out of the fucking television well right originally do we get those uh the the the, the shots of what the different colored lightning coming out of it oh yeah that's before mom and dad leave uh that does happen and like there's like that reverse vacuum effect Ooh. oh dude i love that when like i i love i love when the monster comes out of the tv because there's like you know it, like all this wind starts blowing it looks like the, it looks like fucking uh the ghost is coming at the librarian in ghostbusters yeah where like the wind starts blowing and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that was that was when they were that's when they were all around the TV and they and they were fighting with the controller and that shit happened. Yeah, but we uh we cut to this scene where the creature starts putting like its tentacle up his blanket and he throws the blanket away and it's like this fucking eyeball thing like in Star Wars staring at him in the fucking trash compactor. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, dude. And then Grandpa wakes up, and you see this ugly son of a bitch just staring him in the face. This fucking hunk of fucking silly putty <laughs> with a mouth. Oh, it's a booger with teeth. Yeah, it jumps back into the TV, and they're like, "He's like, hey, boy, did you see that boy?" And he's like, "Wait, what, Sam Hill? It was a monster." And he's like, "It was a goddamn bagler with a Halloween mask on. You scared a poop out of you." They go so far as even they see uh, Norton outside. The uh, repairman, they're like, uh, yeah, you don't have a, a Halloween mask in that bag, do you? <laughs> That's one of the best gags. <laughs> Again, pull guns on him. Oh, yeah, because they load up in the safe house. They're grabbing grenades. They're grabbing, like, bandoliers. You remember what I told you about the 30-round 30 magazine, 30 round magazine, boy? I remember. Like, <laughs> yeah, Grandpa, I didn't forget. You make me train every day after school. How can I? I'm trapped in this house with you, you fucking old, you crazy old man. They're going around the house looking for this fucking burglar that doesn't exist. And like he's like he's like okay little buddy uh, go in go in that room you stay here I'm, I'll be right back and he like goes and like starts drinking whiskey he's all like all shaking and shit dude and he's like taking like shots of bourbon yeah well that's his demise because shortly thereafter uh, the repairman gets killed off screen and then Grandpa's like farting around in the liquor closet and the uh, the monster just comes up behind him and just grabs him by the fucking head with his pincer oh it's there's a so beautiful good. shot of the monster recognizing him from the TV what uh i think it's stationary over grandpa's shoulder and the TV's up in the up in the top right corner TV in itself is panning downward from the eye to the teeth and the teeth take up the entirety of the frame it's so it's so good now when this claw on from this monster grabs Grandpa, it, like, grabs him on the side of his temples. Oh, my God. And, like, squeezes his head and, I guess, injects this green shit into his body and basically melts him from the inside out. And he turns into this fucking goo on the floor. I'll just say this. Everyone in this movie who dies gets street trashed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's the best way to describe it. There's so much pain involved. Can I try Man. and recreate Gramps' scream? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Godzilla? As his body just involuntarily just starts firing its weapon at, at the fucking monster. Dude, his fucking face like sinks in and folds in half. And he just becomes a puddle of shit on the floor. Sean, Sean's right. Like the his hand grabs onto the gun and it's firing at the floor. And, and he's dying. Uh, What? The Halloween special that we did. We did it in a genre called uh, Deathcore. This is pretty modern. It's like death metal and like core stuff. So strictly quick kind of shit and heavy. Uh, and there's blast beats in it with the drums. And we synced those up with the video of the gun going off. Oh, oh. yeah, that's awesome. So this fucking monster sticks its gross fucking tongue out and drinks Grandpa off the floor. <laughs> it was it was hungry. It was thirsty there, Joe. It's a hungry beast. Well, as we find out, yeah, that's its name. <laughs> Sherman calls the cops, and the, and the guy on the other line's like, "Hey, so what, what do you mean there's a monster? What are you talking about?" And he's like, "He's like, ah, oh. yeah." He's like, "There's a monster. I mean, Sherman. I mean, there is a monster in my house, and it's my grandpa." And he's like, "He's like, if you fucking call back again, I'm gonna have you arrested." I I swear to God, kid, I'll murder you where you stand. <laughs> and while he's on the phone with the cops, the monster's watching him from like the TV behind him the whole time. Oh yeah, the fucking claw comes out and like. It, it, you think he's going to kill him, but he doesn't? It's great. But then, yeah, then the parents get home with their fucking swinging partners, this guy Spiro and his wife. Alejandro Ray playing Spiro. Um, this guy is fucking amazing. I think I dropped his exc exclamation on the fucking show a couple times. The Yasu line? Yeah. <laughs> Yasu! He seems like a uh, Greek sex god based on the way that he's presented in this film. <laughs> 
it. He's a satyr, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spiro actually translates to spirit in Greek. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> what, what is Spiro Kalabos? That's his last name. Horny spirit he is. Spir- Spiro mutilate? <laughs> Spiro cut short. Hello, I'm spirit no thumbs. <laughs> I kind of love, though, how mom is just like so hot to trot that the second that Sherman shows up with a machine gun, by the way. She's just, like, she's not even mad that he has the gun. She's mad that he's, like, fucking up her, like, foursome. Oh, man. She's, she's like, she's like, oh, he's, just hang on a second. He's having another one of his attacks. Wake up, Sherman, wake up. Uh, Sherry goes, ah, is he joining? <laughs> <laughs> is he going to be joining us? I didn't know uh, Jeffrey Jones was in the party. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and then Sherman shoots him. That's what, how that happened. <laughs> yeah, blows his fucking face off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He showed up, and then Sherman just blew him away at the door. Hits him in the head with a fucking cross. That's what happened. Or no, he shoots him. Yeah, he shoots him with a musket in the chest. No, he take he takes him out like they take Hitler out in Inglorious Bastards. He's just standing there with that Tommy gun, just turning his face into Swiss cheese. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, he just needs a pill. I'll be right back, and then we can get to the fucking." Um, and she ends up like, he, you know, he's freaking out. He's like, "Mom, mom's grandpa is dead, and the monster." So this is the first instance we get where this monster can like transform its like tongue into people that it's consumed. So so it turns itself into grandpa covered in jelly. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's that cumdar juice. Yeah, covered in fucking lube. Yeah, these people are such idiots. Like it's like grandpa's disembodied head. Isn't it wrapped in a blanket or something too? Yeah. I'm just taking care of business. Yeah. He's wrapped in a blanket, just dripping this gross shit. And he's like, everything's fine. Go away. Just jacking off down there, there honey. <laughs> what, what do you want? To be fair, Grandpa's carried that same vacuous energy the entirety of the movie. It's true. Yeah. And then she throws him in there and, like, locks him in with this fucking creature because she got because she's got to get laid. Yeah. Well, she doesn't believe that there's a fucking monster down there. And she sees her dad, like, being all fucking weird. And she's like, she doesn't give a shit. She pushes Sherman down there and locks the door with, like, this heavy-duty chain and, like, lock. Sherman's misbehaving and dad's covered in cum. Anyway. <laughs> Kicks him down the fucking stairs. So then, like, dad's showing, uh... The, uh, the two people, like his pool area, because he's got his sex palace, his pleasure palace. Oh, the pleasure palace in the pleasure zone? The pleasure dome. The pleasure dome. And he is hot and heavy for this woman kissing up on her, grabbing her ass, and uh, his wife and Spiro go in the other room because he's going to make them some mimosas. No, a fucking, a fucking, uh, <laughs> a margaritas, excuse me. An ouzo margarita, some kind of Greek fucking thing. I love, I love when they're walking through, just real quick, I love when they're walking through and he's like, oh, art collectors, huh? And he's like, yeah, I know a place where you can get all this shit real cheap. All right, let, let me rattle off some favorite. Of the paintings, by the way, because we haven't touched upon that yet. There's it's, porn yeah. all over this wall. It's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? There's a uh, there's there's woman face down like a dog. Woman behind her, both leather clayton with a whip in one's hand, kissing <laughs> the other's boot. Then, all right, there's uh there's there's full body that kind of resembles like an impressionistic face with round titties for the eyes and a, and a oh yeah belly button for the mouth. There's, uh, I've been struck by lightning, but it's really horny lightning, so I'm ass, <laughs> so I'm ass naked. It's the pleasure den, man. That's the pleasure house. It gets you, it gets you, it gets you in the mood, you know. But it's also like where the main TV is. You know, they're fucking people on those couches and not cleaning it. <laughs> that that's what all that goo is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. The monster came dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Grand- Grandpa and uh, Sherman were sitting on the couch watching that Medusa show, and, you know, Grandpa reaches down for some popcorn, and he puts his hand in between the cushions by mistake, and a condom sticks to his fucking knuckle. Oh, 
What's this, boy? Uh, you know, it's mom and dad's grandpa. <laughs> Just put it back. But anyway, so the uh, Spiro's chit-chatting with uh, Raquel, a.k.a. mom. Ah, Raquel. And uh, he finally drops the bomb on her. I guess they're not picking up the hints that are pretty obvious to the audience. Oh, tell me about your man. Does he... Does he... He dishes. Does Stanley take it like a man? <laughs> He's a real renaissance man. He's a very manly man. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, he's a he's a man's man. He's like, oh, I like that. She's like, does he, does he take it like a man? She's like, yeah, I guess he does. And he's like, I thought so. And then she finally like is like, wait, you mean? He's like, yeah. He's like, I said I was Greek. He's ah, like, <laughs> the joke is he's a gay. I'm Greek, you know. And she's like, oh, it's okay. We're not prejudiced. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm into boys. That, this and the follow-up, I guess, gag with the dad like five minutes later. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> There's all, she also has a line there before she finds out that uh, he he's into her husband, not her. She's like, oh, yeah, he's really intelligent. And we cut to him, like, half naked with, like, a Speedo on in the, in the uh, bathroom, like, you know, posing and, like, oh, ah, like, like all impressed with himself. He's got a high IQ. But I love uh, we kind of move from this scene to where Spiro goes to the pool while Mom's like, I'm going to wait a minute and talk to my husband. <laughs> and you kind of know just if you've seen these kind of movies before that something's up because you just see the blonde woman in the pool, but you can only see from her neck up. Oh, man. Uh, so... This was all done with uh, dried ice, and uh, they created a new problem because I guess dry ice in that water made it fucking frigid. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, it made everybody super uncomfortable in the water. I couldn't imagine working in that environment. Getting out, you can't breathe because it's humid, it's hot as shit, and then stepping into that. Like, what does yeah. that do to your body? <clears throat> Shocks to, to shit. It probably makes you <laughs> sick as shit, yeah. Well, this chick's got to stand almost totally still smiling because, you know, to us, we're like, oh, this is the fucking monster, but to Spiro, no idea. He go, he goes in. He's like, yeah, yeah. You wanna wanna have a little quickie before uh, they get here? Before that big boy gets here? Well, he's fluttering across the pool. He's swimming across. He's like, what is this? Algae? Oh, it's squishy. What is this? He he it, lifts his hand out of the water. It's algae? Sex lubricants? <laughs> Yes, we filled the pool with Spiro. It, that's exactly what it is, Spiro. You're absolutely correct. Are we going to swing or what? Yeah, I love that when dad comes in and mom's like, ah, uh, by the way. Looking good too, huh? <laughs> but before that, uh, Spiro, he uh, he gets too close to his uh, wife slash girlfriend or whatever she is. And uh, the fucking creature appears. Oh, man. And, alligator uh, claws right around the face. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It comes up and like grabs him by the head and... You know, gets him. Yeah, it gives him the palmer from the thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it does. So Spiro's toast. Yeah, and then fucking uh, Garrett Graham walks in and he's like, he's like, oh, listen, Spiro, we got to talk. And the whole... Well, I, uh, I'm sorry. He walks in and says, listen here, you homo. No, he doesn't. He does not say that. He says, he says, listen, Spiro guy, we got to talk. And then he goes, and then he's like, oh, what the hell did that homo do to the jacuzzi is what he says. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, semantics. It, wa it wasn't the guy that you invited into your home that you're now besmirching. It was the alien that came and, and what no God knows what else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Came, shit, pissed all at the same time. It's pretty excited about food. Well, Warrenov thinks that the, the fucking uh, Cherry, like, threw up on in the pool from the fucking cocktail that the dude made because he's like, what the fuck is in this, rocket fuel or some shit? There's just layers of, like, mold and, like, skin cells and garbage <laughs> and shit. Oh, she dude. looks at this thing floating across her. It looks like it's going to kill her. And she says, 
Oh, maybe your drink made somebody kind of sicky poo. It, it, it's disgusting. There's like lumps of flesh in this fucking cesspool. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen vol- uh, like vomit in that close to you know that volume, I guess. Uh, I was working at Marquee the Theater in Times River, and some girl vomited during Alice in Wonderland in the bathroom. Oh God! And. All of my empl- co-workers were like, nose goes, and I was like, all of you can go fuck yourselves. Um, it was... I see a trend. I was like, is this person alive? Like, <laughs> It was an alien from outer space, Connor. Yes, it was not human. And that's coming from somebody who works in the animal field. Yes. I do love how Dad makes that uh, offensive comment and then is immediately killed by the monster. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, no, what the hell is this? And it, like, shoots this fucking tentacle pincer, like, into his heart, and he starts convulsing. Yeah, and he sells it so hard. Garrett Graham's face in this Anytime he he has to do something like where he's getting like, I don't know whether it's dying or like being mutated or something. It's fucking hilarious. Again, he's got that beef face, dude, when beef gets electrocuted in uh, Phantom of the Paradise. We also like during all this, like we keep cutting back to the TV every once in a while. uh, And all the characters just assume it's part of the Medusa show. But it's this alien from the beginning, uh, Pluthar. Like, people of Earth, you must destroy the creature because it will devour your planet. And everyone's just like, huh, this is a pretty crappy movie tonight. Disable your TV sets for the next (laughs) 400 Earth years. years. I've seen this episode of Doctor Who, click. We're terribly sorry for the inconvenience that we let this thing out on your planet. Yeah, type that out, put it on the movie poster, send it out. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so Mom and Dad are fucking dead. D-E-D. And um, Sherman... Uh, recalls, like, Grandpa, like, remember I told you about explosives, boy? Blow your dang balls off. So he fucking rigs up, like, C4 to the fucking door and blows it open uh, just as OD and Susie come home. Imagine if Kevin McAllister had C4. There'd be bodies. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Multiple, multiple bodies. But he comes out, and he's, like, chasing the monster... Or trying to find it, and his sister's like, you know what? I gotta give you your pills. You're acting up. You're, you're acting crazy. Yeah, OD's like, oh, pills? What color? He's like, all right, dude, pill freak. <laughs> and then we uh, we do see the monster, like, start to create, like, this dad clone. And, uh, you know, they, they run into, like, the fucking bedroom to, to basically be like, Mom, you know, Sherman's being weird. What do I do with this little asshole? They open the door, <laughs> and there's a, there's, a, there's a whole, like, California queen-size bed with multiple heads sitting at the end of it, lubrication covered. <laughs> and just levers and pulleys and all kinds of things going on under some mechanics going on writhing under the sheets. Yeah. And Susie's just like, oh, mom. You remember, remember, kids, you do your thing and we do ours. Keep it down, would you? Okay, kiddos. And she's like, wait, where's grandpa? And he's like, and he like fucking pops up from between them. Fucking pops out the middle of the whole thing. <laughs> hey, honey bee, I'm just taking care of business. Yeah, right in between the parents of all places. And Susie, Susie doesn't even bat an eye. She's just like, oh, that's disgusting. And then leaves the room. It's like, ah, I'd have some questions. I, I mean, I might be standing outside the door with earplugs on, but I'd have some questions. Yeah, fucking GVD like pushes past her when she's in the door. She's like, excuse me. <laughs> GVD just closes the door. It's like something, some mystery is not meant to be solved, my dear. She just closes the door and just falls into the fucking society pit. We got the Six Flags guy popping out. We got GVD. <laughs> oh yeah, if this was the MDU, Gunner would be in there. Oh man, yeah, Dobby's Dobby's the one that's fucking doing the business on everybody's lower parts for sure. The fucking orgy of the damned. They have given Keep- me a job. <laughs> Keep running my feet, you stupid house elf. Dobby rubs cock. 
I don't enjoy it, but if I uh, admit that, they'll kill me. So it's a living. It's better than working for Chornetsky. I'll kick you right in the face, little shit. <laughs> Get your nose out of there, you crazy elf. I mean, realistically, the gross machinations under that sheet are definitely going to grind up a few Dobbies. Oh, yeah, baby. He's constantly getting rolled over on. That is like some fucking Caligula Society shit going on in that bed. So then they just assume Sherman's full of shit because as far as they're concerned, even though they just saw this really gross scene, everybody's alive that he says is dead. Yeah. So yeah. So they think he's a he's a fucking nut. So OD's like watching TV while this is all going on. He's like, dig this fucking show. It's, you know, because it's that Pluthar thing that uh, Sean was talking about. He's like, it's just one dude that just keeps talking. It's fucking dumb. And Sherman's like, where's the monster, man? And it just like comes out of the TV and like appears and scares the shit out of them. Wind blowing. Everybody's nearly flying off of their feet. There's colors I, and lights and sounds. In it. I love all of that stuff, man. It's awesome. Uh, and he starts to go after OD and he like puts his arms up and because he's like got studs and like, you know, wearing like uh, studded like wristlets and shit. It like stops for pause. And then we have this like monster flashback where he's like remembering Pluthar, like being nice to him and like petting him and feeding him like moon rocks and shit. All I could think of was the fucking Rancor Keeper from Return of the Jedi. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that poor guy's crying. Comes in like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But, like, in the process of this, the movie just, like, shifts the uh, tone entirely for, like, ten minutes, where they're now, like, just treating this thing as if it's their pet, and they're, like, trying to feed it food from the refrigerator. I wasn't crazy about this stretch of the movie. I kind of feel like it sucked the momentum out for me for a little while. It's kind of fun. Oh, I kind of love it. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's a good little detour. It's pretty great, dude. Up until... Uh, uh, someone else comes on the TV, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but they're just, you know, it's like it's like antics of like, you know, they try to feed it food and like teach it how to eat and shit, and like, you know, OD's eating a whole fucking pizza and shit. <laughs> they get it to say like their names. It's like I'm Sherman, and it's like Sherman. <laughs> it's like a big dog. It's like a big dumb dog that can kill you instantly. <laughs> OD and it's like OD man <laughs> and this fucking thing like sneezes on Sherman like the brachiosaur in Jurassic Park I see you Steven Spielberg I know what you did you took from Ted Nicolau that's what you did yeah yeah he's this is, he's, he's a criminal he stole from this movie <laughs> he stole from Terrorvision T Ted needs to get his fucking royalty checks first he uncovered the Calabos secret <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, James Wan ripping off Kellabos. Yes. Uh, this is an expose oh, no. podcast. We're calling out shysty assholes. <laughs> All the big wigs are getting taken down by movie dumpster. <laughs> so, yeah. So they try to feed it a bunch of junk food and it like doesn't eat it or whatever. And uh, they teach it like music and they're like it, they put on some like fucking smooth jazz or some shit and it's like into it and then od puts on his fucking he's like dude he's like oh you want to listen to that man rock your brain and he like puts he's like this is my band and he like puts it in puts so that's it the in. same script i use i go this is my band and my girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend introduces me like like Susie did to him he's a musical genius <laughs> Also, I just found the promo for this episode. It's going to be that scene, but he's going to crank Oh my god. the fucking uh the the how, the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry Beast. Oh hell yeah. But he breaks the speaker. He doesn't like the sound of it at all. And then uh he keeps trying to watch TV and the monster keeps yelling, "TV! TV! TV!" It's it becomes like a couch potato. <laughs> so then finally like um they go to try to make money off it. <laughs> And they call Medusa again because Sherman... Oh, we missed that part. Sherman calls Medusa and she, like, fucks with him. Um, 
but they call her up and they're basically like, "Oh yeah, we got it. We got the monster from space or whatever." And we're we're his managers, so uh, I got some you know, parties to go to. We want to book him on television, and she's and she's like, "I got parties or whatever I'm going to's." And they're like, oh, well, we're having a big party right now for the alien monster. And she, like, gives her the address. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So see if I can make it or whatever. There's going to be cocaine? All right, I'll be right there. <laughs> oh, dude, she, oh, yeah, she's a booze hound for sure, too. She, like, asks her fucking assistant to go get her a hind, uh, or a beer, and he, like, brings it back, and it's, like, this most egregious fucking shot of it, like, in front of the camera as she takes a sip of it. Oh, okay, so then this is when stuff starts to, you know, shit the fan again. Or, excuse me, let me say that again. <laughs> shit yeah. the fan? No, I love that. Hit start to shit the fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. We'll fix it in post, maybe. Can we make that a shirt, shit the fan? Shit the fan. <laughs> shit starts to hit the fan again because OD, you know, gets a little too fucking comfortable with this creature, tends to forget that it's uh, basically uh, a bear in your apartment, and he, uh... It, it starts yelling about the TV, so he, like, slaps, and it goes, Hey, you butthole, shut up! And the monster just kills him. <laughs> uh, so this effect fucked this dude's face up. Yeah. They, it grabs, so when they put that, like, sucker on his face, it's shooting green liquid out of the, the, the prosthetic. And I guess it was just blasting this goop right into this dude's eyes at really high speed and pressure. Oh, dude, he oh, looks and it's, like he's And John, John Grease got fucked up, like, in, uh, yeah. In the shooting? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, this it was. I guess it was pretty painful. That sucks, dude. Well, he uses like it's like its head that's on the tongue that it uses to transform, like to bite him in the fucking face, like like a, a deep rising fucking tentacle. Yeah, it's pretty great. By the way, like as this is happening, the doorbell had rung, and it's the fucking cop from before because Sherman calls him again. <laughs> Yeah, and he shows up with a warrant to arrest the child. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love when the doorbell rings and she and Susie goes to answer it, and Od goes, "Don't let any strangers in." Yeah, and after he gets killed, Sherman's running in. He throws a fucking grenade behind him and hit the monster, and the cops like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Pulls out his revolver, and the monster like kills him off screen. No struggle. Ian Patrick Williams, by the way, he is the dad in Dolls. Oh. So a little empire connection here. He's yeah, also, he's also uh, one of the Swiss doctors in uh, Reanimator, right? Yep, right in the beginning. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, he gets so, his hand melted off to shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, dude, it turns into fucking gross baby hand from being like inside this thing's tongue mouth. And that's how I got my strong hand. <laughs> I used to be a cop until a space monster melted my hand. Uh, you know, it sounded better in my head. Skyrim, everybody. Yeah, until I took an acid tongue to the hand. Yeah, there we go. No lovey gagan. It, tur <laughs> it turns this cop into a pile of shit. Well, they try to make a further. They try to make another phone call, but I guess because he made those two calls to the uh, cops, they think that they were pranks. They just shut the phone line off on them, which is something I didn't think you could do. Yeah, because <laughs> they're in the shelter and they're trying to uh, call for more help, and so then they they run out of the shelter, you know, stacked to the nines, and they they run past the cops, fucking puddle on the ground. I love how od puddle is in the shape of a fucking guitar <laughs> yes and it's got, yeah. it's got it's got his little bullet belts around yeah. in certain spots <laughs> yeah that part was great then we get more electricity coming out of the fucking tv and sherman he he finally starts like blowing the tvs up he's kind of figuring out that uh whatever pluthar is saying on the tv about shutting tvs off is the trick to get rid of this uh, monster yeah and then they're just kind of like hunting this thing and they find it it's like sitting in the fucking jacuzzi watching earth versus the flying saucers and just like laughing his ass off going like tv tv 
Uh, at me my entire childhood until now. Oh, oh yeah, that's that was me watching this fucking movie today for sure. Terrorvision, Terrorvision, Terrorvision. So, uh, so yeah, Sherman goes in there to like grab the. His plan is to throw the fucking remote control in the pool to electrocute it. And he's like making his way over there, and he like slips in the fucking I don't know what monster snail trail. Grandpa's uh, remains that are on the ground, his entrails, <laughs> probably yeah, Spiro's fucking drip drip spot. But it grabs him, and uh, he ends up like sawing a fucking tentacle off, and Susie throws the fucking uh, remote in and electrocutes it. But uh, spoilers, it doesn't die. No, and then fucking like Connor said, Pluthar now comes out of the TV in his space fucking suit. Oh my god. Okay, so he comes out in a spacesuit, and he comes in, he's like, he starts doing his, like, Hello, I am Pluthar! And the kids are armed. I really thought that he was going to pop out this TV, start talking, and they were just going to blow him away. <laughs> blow him down. <laughs> like Bill Murray in Zombieland kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I am Pluthar. Because Medusa arrives there for the big party. She's like, oh, the cops are already got called. This is going to be a happening party. Both of the major, major tertiary characters are coming at them with, with uh, different intentions at the same time. Oh, man. Yeah. Pluthar is like, oh, my God, it ate your mom and dad? Like, so sorry. Well, we can fix it if I can capture the beast alive. We can extract the DNA. And they're like, you're going to make clones of our parents? He's like, no, no, no. They're going to be the real mommy and daddy, but they're going to have to live in special aquariums. They're going to have to live in Petri dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that line, dude. So then Medusa comes in and sees him standing there with like a space blaster. He's and pointing a like, gun at the kids. Yeah, like that he's holding them up. And then she like just grabs some kind of like statue off a shelf and just no she hits him with her fucking bag her purse oh 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 yeah brains him <laughs> cracks shattered. his spacesuit and there's there, there's air leaking out <laughs> and he's of like it. i am depressurizing he's like losing pressure and his fucking head pops in the suit yeah and she's like yeah you're well you're welcome i i saved your asses <laughs> you're like you doomed us you stupid bitch you killed the one guy who could stop this thing let me nerd out over one last thing that we did in our in our in our little house Halloween special that featured scenes from Terrorvision. I've got a go vocal hold at one point. I go or whatever, and right at the end of it, you got Pluthar's head exploding. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. We didn't really talk about Pluthar because he's such a background character, but I really do like the makeup work on this character. He kind of has like a reptilian, uh, alien kind of like like a reptile combined with like a Klingon look. I would argue he almost is reminiscent of the Emir, uh, the Emir from uh, Twenty Million Miles to Earth. He kind of it's it's somewhere between like Black Lagoon and that guy that uh, Mando takes and puts in Carbonite in the first episode of The Mandalorian. Fishy for sure. He's got yes, he's got a little bit of a fin <laughs> yeah. on his forehead, and he can't breathe human air. Right, and it's you know we haven't really talked about it. Like we're laughing at shit, but like this movie's black comedy, dark comedy is so pitch perfect. And oh yeah, when that happens, it's like you you just have to laugh. You're not like all right, they're fucked. Like even though they are, you're more so just laughing at like how ridiculous it is. Like oh yeah yeah, of course the one guy that can help him is now dead by this bitch in a Medusa costume. Yeah. Speaking of the comedy, uh, Ted Nicolau, of course, wanted it funny. Right, which which mm-hmm. which, which was which was going on, um, which is going against what was initially planned. He put his spin on it. It was funny. They had Richard Band come on to do the score. <laughs> Ted Nicolau, if I remember, it wasn't entirely satisfied with the score because it's so cartoonish. It's so in your face. It's so constant, and it's so just like jiggling on these deep keys on the chords. 
Um, oh no! But I, you know he, what? He, he gives me all the permission in the world I need to laugh at these motherfuckers dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I think well, Richard Band hadn't hadn't done anything like this up until this point, and he was like, "Oh, you want me to make it stupid? Okay." Because <laughs> if you look at the other things that he's done, what like like uh, I love the soundtrack for Zone Troopers and Resurrected. Oh, dude, Zone Troopers, Ghoulies, Troll, fucking uh, Reanimator. Even though it's a fucking Psycho ripoff, but it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, other Empire Pictures soundtracks. Uh, Prison is a banger soundtrack. Oh yeah, for sure, man. But I, I kind of love how then you know Pluthar's dead. They can't get the gun to work because there's some kind of like recognition with him, and it doesn't work for them. He manages to buzz off a fucking round, but it's like <laughs> it's like one of those rainbow squiggles, but that he only gets one off. Yeah, and he misses. Right, he misses, and then the alien's like, "All right, now I might be in danger," and just goes into like full suck mode. Bro, he bl- he breaks the fucking wall down, ready to eat them. <laughs> he, he goes full Kool Aid, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh yeah, TB. <laughs> gonna say beautiful shot when that oh. when that wall breaks down and there's nothing but blue behind him for some reason it's and, nice and uh, wide and too. red in yeah. front of him and really wide yeah it's wide you got the debris falling in front of you see that big chunk of the wall fall out well when he goes from uh blow to suck he goes meet back on your table boys <laughs> <laughs> he uh I love the shot of Sherman when he gets like sucked up and the fucking camera like follows the kid flying through the air like behind him to the monster. I I love that shot. Reminds me of the uh end of a uh, house by the cemetery with Bob. It's like, "Oh, look, Bob made it out okay." Oh wait, no. No, he did not. No. So, uh Eric from Phantom Zone told me that uh as a child uh, 10,000 years ago when he was a child because Eric is old as old as time. Uh, this movie apparently fucked him up and gave him nightmares because it was inconceivable that a movie monster could win. And I thought that was very funny. Oh, that's kind of neat. Well, there's there's some foreshadowing to that earlier because Grandpa makes a comment about horror movies. He's like, oh yeah, horror movies are educational. He's like, they're all about survival. And he's like, you know the best thing about horror movies? They always figure out a way to neutralize the enemy. And uh, I love how that's kind of like setting that idea up in your head and and then the end of the movie is, no, they didn't. They couldn't. They're all dead. So it cuts to the next day, and uh, Medusa's driver is, like, sleeping in the fucking car, and he gets tapped on the shoulder by the, the monster claw, and he fucking turns around, and it's the monster, but it has it's like a half-mutated Medusa head. It's got a claw. Her, it's got the blanket on again. Yeah, the whole catchphrase from the movie, or her catchphrase has been like, come on, come on, come on. And, uh, and yeah. She's like, go to the studio, Al. We got to to go through some fucking TVs, baby. We got to do some business. And then peel out that limo and we're gone. And cue the fucking Fibonacci's, baby, because we, we wrap it the fuck up. So, uh, so yeah, so where are we putting this, guys? Oh, man, yeah, I'll go first. Let me have yeah, go this. Ahead. All right, so I do have a shelf. We all have a shelf. The shelf is our spirit. The shelf is our soul. The self is made up of things that we enjoy. Terror Vision is, without a doubt, the uh, wallpaper on my shelf, right? It's the okay. outward facing on the inside and outside. It's just the the stamp and roll it down. Just it's the background for my shelf for sure. <laughs> it's what I base myself on, honestly. Like, uh, hey, I'm Sergio. I also act as a different person with my band called Zaguate, and I try and uh, model that person off of both Medusa. Or, or Medusa, some amalgamation between her and uh, Susie and OD. Just like, ready to party, man, but also kind of sweet. But I will kick your ass. <laughs> Gotta lay down a law sometimes, right? Oh, yeah, man. Kiss the boot. <laughs> 
Um, shelf. Um, there's about ten minute stretch where I'm like, eh, and it gets a little boring for me. But um, that's not anything. It's not a deal breaker at all. Um, this movie is very weird, and very funny. Um, and I like halfway through, I was like, uh, this is like Monster in the Closet. We're gonna be like, it's fine, but not for me. It's um, a first watch for any of you guys. Yes. Oh, really? I know. Well, here's the thing. So there's like a lot of these movies that I have encountered but not seen. Um, I have like a backlog of my head because as soon as like the show got rolling, I was like, well, why would I watch that in my spare time when I could just watch it on the show? <laughs> because it's fucking rules. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Seeing my Halloween special in your spare time, obviously. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is Shelf. It's dumb. It's got some unexpectedly kind of sharp satire. Uh, the monster is spectacular to look at. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's oddball and weird and funny. It's just, I don't know, it's it's a nice little surprise. Uh, Shelf. Um, it has been. Since I've even fucking heard of this movie, um, it has always held a special place in my heart. It is so fucking weird and amazing. And I think every time I watch it, it gets funnier to me. Um, I can memorize the, I, I, I have the whole fucking movie pretty much memorized. Like, I could just do it by heart. Um... And there's not many films that I can say I can do that with. I think, like, one of the only other ones is, like, maybe Ghostbusters um, and a handful of others. But um, this is one I've seen quite a few times, and I was... For a stint, I was, like, super obsessed with it. Like, I have a bunch of, like, memorabilia from the movie and stuff, Um that I'm gonna, I'm gonna po- I'll post it on the Instagram and stuff, but I've, like, met... I've met about 90% of the people involved with this film, and it was it was a pleasure to talk to Ted about it in person and uh, Diane and, and Garrett um, and even John when I met when I got to meet John Beekler. Um, it, it's it, it, it was like a sh- now <laughs> when we talk about like Charlie Band and like how he takes chances. This is I think this was a huge chance for him, especially gambling. Uh, that late at, at at their peak, right where he had they had enough money to kind of make it, and and we're expecting an income. And I feel really bad that this took a shit um, at the box office and like didn't didn't get didn't reach the audience that it needed to at the time. But I'm so happy that this film has found its audience and um, and I can share it with people like like you guys and and of course most of you have seen it too i think i shared it with sean and and now we're sharing it with uh connor and serge has been a uh a veteran of this film as well he's he's a lover of it um i know it's like sign me up dude like again that's like my that's pretty much my child like right you know that that cusp of being a child to being an adult um i you know we can both relate on on walking through video stores and picking something up just because of the cover oh yeah and you're mainlining it with that sometimes it's shit yeah but there was a there was a time when you know anything that had the full moon branding on it that shit was coming home especially when it first came out terrorism is just this anomaly that was made with a lot of love and like as shitty as the conditions were on this film and how rushed uh, some of the parts might have been the fucking cast is stellar like four stars like I don't think anybody could do as good a job as all the cast did for this film Ted is an excellent director and the cinematographer they got I can't remember his name but I believe he worked even Albani Albani he worked with Fellini yeah he worked for fucking Fellini like everything is shot and lit absolutely gorgeous and I think Beekler even said I mean I'm just gonna take you know I'm gonna paraphrase Beekler and say like this is a B movie um 
with a with a motion like a theatrical motion picture budget, you know what I mean, or a look look to it rather. And I think that's why it's held up so well because it's a goofy premise, but the again the writing is fucking tack sharp and it looks amazing. All the special effects are fucking great, and it's just a it's just a fun time. Like when I when I think of like movies to put on when I have a bunch of people over, like Terror Vision is in that top three. Do you want a list. movie that invites you to have a good time? Watch this. Watch it oh, with the yeah. crowd. Watch it alone. I don't care if you're just looking to purely have a good time. The actors had a great time despite the situations and and, yep. and the things around that. Um, the people creating it, the effects people made it, had a great time. They were hanging out in Italy and drinking and partying. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> what, what, Cleve Hall's nickname was uh, Spunapitiano dell'Inferno. That was awful, but it's a sponge whore from hell because in Italy, <laughs> if you're a sponge, you drink a lot. You soak it up. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's just, it's this, it's a labor of love and it, it fucking hits all those sweet, tasty notes in the prime of uh, the Empire Pictures uh, heyday. So, uh, so yeah, shelf uh indefinitely. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a shelf movie without a doubt. This is like my third or fourth time seeing this and uh like I mentioned earlier, uh Joe was the one that turned me on to this, fired it up back in high school and uh been a fan ever since, but uh it had been like probably 10 or 12 years since I watched it. And so I forgot most of the movie. Like as things are happening, I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you know like after you haven't seen a movie in a while." But uh, it holds up in uh, just about every scene. And I, and I know, uh, Connor, you didn't really love that little detour where they're treating the animal like, uh, or the monster, rather, like a pet. It's a but, slow uh, montage. <laughs> yeah, I think that shit is fucking hilarious. Because, like, the whole movie, you know, it basically is act- acting like a very hungry uh, pet, like a dog with its fucking mouth hanging out, or it's uh, with its tongue hanging out. And, uh, I don't know, it's a weird little uh, detour, and then shit hits the fan, or... What did I say? Uh, shit uh, in the fan. I, I, well, well, yeah, shit the fan. Shit the fan. You shit the fan. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say. Like, it's a weird movie. Like, some people might argue this is a dumpster film, and like, it has the all, all the dressings of a dumpster movie, but it just like lands. It makes the landing every time, and it shakes off that fucking dumpster junk, and uh, you know, instead trades it in for hot cum, <laughs> and uh, you know, it sits on the shelf, dripping and solidifying all over the place, and. Uh, you know, I wouldn't handle that thing after reviewing for a while, but uh, it stays up there and uh, it earns its keep. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, this is prime movie dumpster. This is this is this is the one that you always want to find, right? This is the gem that you always want to stumble across and and uh, and be pleasantly surprised by. And uh... is it perfect? Not in my opinion, but is it very good? Yes, <laughs> that's a goddamn ten. All right, yeah, it's a fucking ten, dude. But yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us again, and thank you for your support uh, for the show. Again, since our humble beginnings and our humble uh, uh, present uh, <laughs> present uh, situation, you know, we really appreciate it, uh, Serge. And, um, you know, thank you. Just a big thank you for all your support over the years and, and continuing support. Oh, but- it's been easy. <laughs> but where where can everybody find you again you can find me on spotify youtube uh apple music all whatever man just come on what's it <laughs> come on what's the name of the band yeah dude yeah you could find us i mean i assume whoever's listening to this also listens to music just find us there our name is spelled what the hell's L- music l-e-t-h-e-a-n 
Music is what uh, some people can say that we make. Mostly it's <laughs> over some really tasty grooves and jams and, and, and sweet parts. Um, yeah, you got a little preview of that at the beginning of the episode, and you're going to get it again. Yeah, find us on YouTube. Watch our movie. Tell us what you think about it. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome, too. Definitely go follow them and check out their shit and whatever they... Do you guys have stuff for sale? We do. Yeah, we've got shirts. We've got uh, a demo that we made uh last year that we actually uh for the movie tracked that whole demo plus a bonus track uh all live all at the top of our game like oh it's a 10 hour day to track all that but we got some banger shit out of it so that's awesome dude and where 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 can folks like go and like purchase stuff from you levianband.com l-e-t-h-e-a-n-b-a-n-d like there you the, go uh, like the like the movie composer <laughs> there you go <laughs> Like Yanni. Like Yanni and Richard Band, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good company. George C. Scott, yeah. Before we wrap this up, before you start going on, I do want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure uh, making your friendships over the past year. I didn't make your friendship, but I made friends with you. (laughs) Yeah. One would say you have. Always a pleasure. It it has been a super pleasure, and I appreciate you... uh, I appreciate you as a person, so thank you. The real terror vision was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, it kind of is. It really is, though. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we, it's Empire, it's Fallen Empire Month, folks, so uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We got fucking sorority babes in the slime bowl rama coming up with Mr. Lobo, and that's going to be a fucking banger, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Dude, I had a whole thing planned at, at the beginning of this when we were talking about Empire. I was going to interject and be like, well, you know, when you look at their list and you find sorority babes in the <laughs> slime ball bowl rama you know what you're getting into. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We wanted to cover uh, the, ones, the, the ones that aren't covered so much i suppose and we're gonna get mr lobo on he's been a long time coming to come on and uh, lay down some uh trivia for us and uh it's gonna be a trip he's got some great stories to tell um oh and you're gonna have to tune in for that lobo's got a gorgeous mustache my mustache says hi to his But uh, but yeah, and uh, you know, since it's Empire's Pictures Month, I told we told you it's Fallen Empire Month, baby. So we got all that good stuff cooking on Patreon too. We got we're gonna have a commentary track for Arena. Oh yeah, uh, Peter Manugian's Arena, bringing Peter back into the fold, back into the MDU. Oh yeah, baby, fucking Demonic Toys alumni. <laughs> And Dungeon Master. And the Dungeon Master, yeah. And we're doing a watch-along of Ghoulies 2. You didn't think we were going to leave you hanging with no fucking ghoulies this month, did you? Yeah, I. Uh, it'll be my first viewing. I've been hearing about this goddamn series for like 12 years. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you guys aren't even going to start with one. You're going to start with two? Okay, that's how it's going to be? Okay. Um. I mean, I, I, I've i never seen Troll. I've only ever seen Troll 2, so. Well, make sure uh, you and- listen to the, con- the, the, the soundtrack. Troll soundtrack is a banger. Oh yes. Well, well, okay. Well, speaking of troll, that is going to be the last uh, episode of this month of this event month. We're going to be closing out with my favorite movie. I mean, it usually it alternates between that and Ghoulies, and it was very difficult to choose. But Troll ultimately won because there's just more. There's more richness. Yes. To that film and uh, what was behind it. You got Phil Fondacaro. You got Sonny. From Sonny and Cher, you got you got Elaine Bennis. You got fucking Harry Potter Jr., baby. You know the deal. <laughs> yep. Uh Noah Hathaway himself. Noah Hathaway himself. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna squeeze some ghoulies in there. And you know, probably ghoulies, the first one will be a future episode, but uh we we've done we've done a few Empire Pictures movies already in the in the Pantheon, the movie dumpster pantheon, but we wanted to kind of get some different flavors in this month. Um We wanted to dive into that toilet. 
along with the ghoulies. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do a fucking we'll do ghoulies uh one three and four <laughs> at some point one through goes to college <laughs> yes and uh to uh, join in on those festivities just head over to patreon.com slash movie dumpster and again it's just the uh the five or ten dollar tier will get you into those uh, commentary tracks and watch alongs and uh, any tier will get you all the behind the scenes stuff previews at see uh, we got it from the horse's mouth ourselves. that five or ten gets you uh you get some t- you get a t-shirt in that ten dollar tier you get sticker packs uh fucking uh pin glow in the dark pins all kinds of good stuff plus access to uh the archive of past shows and commentary tracks past watch alongs and commentary tracks yep um and then again you know go to moviedumpsterpodcast.com all that good stuff is there and please 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 do us a huge favor for no money at all go leave us that five star review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast because seriously that's seriously helps us like big time if you're a longtime listener of the show or this is your first episode please go do that if you dig it please um i beg of you please we also by the way i don't know if you saw the picture on uh, instagram a little while back we have a movie dumpster beach towels by the way oh yeah uh if, if you're still listening check them out they're pretty fucking cool <laughs> Over at moviedumpsterpodcast.com, you can find the store there. So that's it. That's Terrorvision from 1986, directed by Ted Nicolau. If you want some more good, bad, and god-awful movie goodness, head over to moviedumpsterpodcast.com and follow us on all of your favorite social media and streaming platforms. You can also head on over to our Patreon page and sign up for the 2 5 or $10 tiers for monthly exclusive content, or drop by our merch store and grab yourself uh, some non-committal swag. Yeah, and for no money at all, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to support your favorite show. I'm Joel Scola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. I'm Serge. Thanks for visiting the dumpster.